hamster with a blunt penknife and do it quicker. Are you ready for episode two, Joe? I am ready for episode two, Matt. Good. I think it's peaceful. <laughs> I think it's shrouded, you know. <laughs> I think we can't see it. <laughs> right, let's go and find Lady Pinkford's dead body. Oh, Jesus. What is it? Um, What does it matter? These are she's dead, but I am alive. <laughs> it is your tomb, Richard. <laughs> what <laughs> matter? <laughs> we get quite every line. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Shall we dive straight in? Let's, let's go, go in. Let's, let's do it. Let's not do any bump. If you're part of the expression, let's go in three, two, one. Off we go. How old were you then when this was on? Eight. Ah, oh, perfect. It's almost too perfect at that age. It is. It's, it's brilliant. And um, this this series is the one that I particularly remember as a kid. Um, I loved Silver Nemesis. I remember I was at a Christmas party when Greatest Show was on because I think that. I think that just tipped over into 1989 um, with the last episode. But it was at Christmas party and I sneaked out of the Christmas party into um, a little spare room to watch <laughs> Greatest Show on the TV. Which episode of Greatest Show in the Galaxy was that? It must have, God, it must have been episode three, maybe? Two oh, or three. It was episode four. I think that's the one or one of the very few McCoy episodes that tipped six million. I think it's 6.6 6 million. Yeah. Thanks to you. Oh, it was all, all me. <laughs> oh, this is a long recap for McCoy. Oh, no, it's not too long. Here they are. Back the way his scarf sort of flies in the air like that. Because of the, like, engines of the Cyberman spaceship i love the little disco lights they've got inside there as well it looks like um looks like they've got a little nightclub going on inside there's a few little i'd love to take a poke around that spaceship there's a bit like a kind of the entrance to a sauna or something like that well i could tell you one or two things about that you've got (laughs) lights like that at the entrance of your sauna mine's just just going down a back alley up the gutters you go I'm thinking more of the sort of darkness and the sort of slightly sickly green glow coming from somewhere. I don't know, right? Have you seen some of those Sardman bums? God, they are pretty men. Well, I mean, I, I've seen... I think that's how they got cast. Yeah. John Nathan Turner, bend over. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love this pair. Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldrin diving away into craters, don't they? They do it a couple of times. They do, and they're very good at it as well. I, I love um, Sylvester McCoy's like very um, sort of silent comedy, isn't he? It's just that kind of um, tactile, um, sort of pratfalling and things like that. He's really good at. You've got to think I'm mad. You know, who he reminds me of with his physical comedy. Patricia Routledge, she does the same sort of thing. She uses her whole body and she exaggerates her facial expressions. So, and it's very funny with McCoy, and it's very funny with Patricia Rowling. If you if you'd been brought in as producer in 1990, you would have been like Patricia Rowling is the new Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Upwardly mobile Time Lords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> Be careful of my roundels, Ace. Well, that was the thing that annoyed me, though. J&T was always talking, you know how he talked about comedy actors being in Doctor Who? Yeah. And he'd always cite Patricia Routledge as a great comedy actress that yeah. delivers amazing drama. And he never fucking cast her. No, what can't? She'd have been a brilliant villain. She would. Or, yeah, she'd have been um, a shoe-in, I reckon, if there'd been a fourth McCoy series. There's two things they love in the Thurston McCoy era, Matt, and that is sparks going ba-ding, ba-ding off people <laughs> and cars and Cybermen and everything and guns with, like, physical flashes. They do like a bit of physical flashes. There's a there's gold dipped in poison, Lady Penfold's calling card. Classy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a calling card that was, like, gold dipped in poison. <laughs> My lady... Who is that little man? Oh, good on the Auto Sig, wouldn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Here's my signature. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't scratch yourself with it. Yeah, that's what I said last time. Your cock came out. Oh, glorious evil! It is me. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything started sparking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could do amazing things, honestly. <laughs> I just love the little looks that Carl gives to um, um, to uh, De Flores, like when he's like, "Go and fetch that bow," and he's like, "For fuck's sake, am I getting paid for this?" You know why he's doing it, though, don't you? He's absolutely realised that Anton Diffrin has phoned out and is just, you know, he's more of a statue than the bloody statue. So he's like, right, <laughs> I've got to inject a bit of character into these scenes. <laughs> the statue's made of living metal, and Anton Diffrin's made of dead wood. <laughs> <laughs> but Sophie, you were so fat. Oh my, my god! Lady, I would have killed to have been on the streets the day this was filmed. <laughs> Look, there's a load of people at a bus stop, and she's walking past in fucking Edwardian dress, <laughs> just flouncing in her flouncing dress. Oh, I do love this location inside this sort of silo, whatever it is. It's grey. This is. Do you, do you not think these scenes are really shadder as well? It's, oh, it's like when Stark yeah. was walking around Cambridge in 1979. Her walking. I just think there's so there's something really season 17 about this story. Oh, completely. And there's just something so Doctor Who about it, isn't it? You got monsters. You got historical characters walking around contemporary Earth. You got bloody spaceships going through the countryside. It's just like you couldn't do this in any other series. It wouldn't. You got any... you know, the Nazis attempting. You know. A resurgence in their reputation with, I mean, with six, about six of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse but than the bloody Zygons. Yeah, you can do a lot with six Nazis, all right. Oh, I love this. Even created by oh, Omega and the Medium was created as the ultimate defense source on Gallifrey. <laughs> Is this the first time that it's confirmed that Omega and Rassilon were contemporaries? Why is it re remembrance? He does talk about. Didn't he just say that they had trouble with the original, though? Does he mention Rassilon and Omega? He said, didn't we have trouble with the original? Yeah. See, that's another one of those lines, you know. Fifteen new adventures were written around that line. That's very true. And, and she's trying to tease out. I love that she's trying to tease out, like, a bit of information there when it, when she goes, it was created by Omega, and she goes, and, and Rassilon, and, and it should and never have left Gallifrey. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know, actually, uh, on that documentary, the making of documentary that's on the video, you see them rehearsing that scene. and McCoy keeps fluffing it up and his line delivery is terrible but on location he's smooth as yeah he I I think it's it's a shame like on Big Finish sometimes it's just like it becomes a bit obvious that it's the first time he's ever read the line when he's performing it and sometimes his line readings are a bit strange as a result but you don't really get that on TV he's always He's always rehearsed and on point on TV. I love this bit when they're just wandering around as well. Oh, whistling. Yeah. There's just such uh, relaxed chemistry between them. Do, do you like the front axial projection that's used to make the, the bow in the statue? Grow? I do, except oh, for the, when, when they're in close quarters inside the crypt and then you can just see the light flashing. Front axial. So you're a big fan of front axial projection or FAP? You want to ask me that? I question. thought I thought you. you I think you know the answer to that question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll have you know my front action <laughs> projection is about fifteen meters. All right. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of fat, fat, fat <laughs> We talked all over. What are you, social workers? Ooh. Oh no! Look, they're tied upside down, naked. We both got. Joe's jo- just left. Just left. Left the room for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are here. Right. He's just. He's just appeared on the TV screen. <laughs> 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 what do you think about that scene, though? Those very sort of. It's, it feels like an old middle class man writing thugs. I, I. I don't. I think it. It's. Um... A strange choice because you don't need the, they don't add anything. There's no point to those characters really. It's not that funny a joke, but death is but a door. But um... no, but I do love it when he goes, "Who did this to you?" Social workers. That's great. You know, like oh, th- th- there's kind of like a, a vague sense that it was just because JNT wanted some skinheads tied up naked. I mean, I can think that that's a good motive for me. Yeah. Mm. Are we having fun? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, the idea here of the Cybermen listening to jazz, which is something that is beautiful and unpredictable and uh, illogical. Yeah. Saying it's meaning. I know we take the mickey out of the line, but it's a good idea. Oh, uh, and the best bit about the novelization um, is there's a bit where the tape of the jazz is kind of used, like Cybermen trying to crush that tape is used as a bit of a metaphor for the way that they try to crush creativity and emotion and feeling. So it's probably it's probably a Kevin Clark's biggest reach for like some sort of literary credibility. Oh, the Doctor's going to have a closer look. So um, there are germs of ideas here, aren't there? I thought you were going to say there are germs in his mouth. <laughs> There's germs there on that. Now. Don't, don't touch the skinheads, they're covered in germs. <laughs> there are when I'm finished with them. All right. <laughs> we'll just take your prep, Joe. <laughs> there are seeds of ideas here. I'm not sure any of them. About your seeds. Oh my God, don't give up. <laughs> I know not. They will eat us. <laughs> <laughs> I beg you, my lady, what best seeds? <laughs> Return without the nemesis, never. 
<laughs> Return as England now is full of terrors. <laughs> oh, they are wonderful <laughs> together. I feel as if they should have had a sequel, the pair of them. I, I, I think they should. I think um, Richard should have like seduced Lady Painful, and they could have rode off into the distance on the back of a llama. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is thy grave, Richard. If the dogs would not eat thee, I ordered you to be put out here. See, there's thy stone. Graves <laughs> is my burial place. <laughs> yeah, a lot grander. <laughs> it's not the same sort of castle thing they use in Battlefield. It looks exactly the same. You know, when the explosions come out of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Stay in your car while in the safari park. There's like, like lions roaming around. <laughs> Fiona Walker's like jabbing away a lion with their arrow. What's very funny about this is everyone's just sort of... What, there's no pace to... Everyone's just sort of wandering around the countryside, aren't it's, they, going, well... It's a, it's a nice pottery episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come across the statue at some point. I having a poodle, yeah. Um... Oh, I love this bit in a minute. Hello, I'm the Doctor, and I believe you want to kill me. Oh, and the, the Sidemen have had a pot around as well. Yeah, what I, I do quite like the these sort of polished up, really silvery Cybermen. They're really leaning into the silver theme, aren't they? And I like the fact that he shoots them from below a lot. Yeah. But I just think this is some of the worst writing the Sidemen ever had. There, there's, there's no real threat here is there is this the human condition of madness leader it is <laughs> <laughs> even they're getting comedy lines <laughs> it is meaningless <laughs> uh, oh look they they, they think it's, she's, it's, she's, it's, they it's think like she's a... having a quandary but you know uh uh an identity crisis because she's just seen her tomb, don't they? I, I think it looks more like it's an instant lock-in for the crystal maze, and they're looking. <laughs> oh, love the crystal maze. What a traitor's challenge! Like, he, went, he went, oh, gold, and they all went, oh, and started running off. And then, like Carl and De Flores are just driving round. <laughs> Have you seen a woman in dressing seventeenth-century clothes? And he just much. goes. He just goes. Shut up! <laughs> oh yeah. So so the, the these tubby guys in the headphones are Cybermen agents because they're. Well, I don't know why. I always thought one of them was John Levine. I don't know why. <laughs> he looks like him. <laughs> Can I ask you a question yeah, about? I see, I see John Levine instead of I see dead people. Matt, can I ask you a question about the power of the Doctor? You can try. Well, what did you think about the sequence between McCoy and Aldred where they're talking about the explosives that she uses here? I was just trying to teach you good habits. <laughs> um, never without fair warning. Um <laughs> I don't know where you, you're putting him in the Highlands, but it sounds like Jamie in the Highlanders. You have your tears. <laughs> Better than that, your ace. A hammer deuce. <laughs> you're right, hen. Uh... <laughs> if he'd have talked like that, I'd have loved it. 
Um, it's uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to bear any relation to anything that we've ever seen on screen, but fair enough. It's... Well, he does tell her off a lot about using the Nitro Nine, except when he needs her to use the Nitro yeah. Nine. I think that was the point. That, that that was that was fun. I thought that was her best bit actually, when she was talking to the Thirteenth Doctor and said, "Oh, there you are. Don't use explosives unless you tell me to." Yeah, right. Nothing's changed. Yeah. yeah. Certainly, oh god, you really could see the different acting styles, though, couldn't you, between an eighties actor and a modern day yeah, actor yeah. in that. I think this um, model shot explosion is fab. Oh God, yeah, it's brilliant, and and um, you can it, you can tell it's a model, but it's it is really well done. But you the, get the, 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 the smoke and the flames, the CGI explosions. I'm thinking that department store going up in rows. I mean, it just looks shocking, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, here they come. Yeah, I, I, the Cybermen have just been running around scared in this episode. Hardly the most brutal force in the universe. They killed them just because I blew up the ship. There's a lot more sparks there. The guns are doing their sparky thing again. Aren't they? Well, what do you think about her going, well, I'm really, really scared, Doctor? Because I reckon she's faced worse than the Cybermen. It, it, it does. There's a bit in um, Remembrance where they, like, stop for in the middle of a chase and um they stop by the TARDIS and she goes, Oh, we could just nip in here and go or something like that, doesn't she? There's like a slightly weird thing where occasionally she's just like, oh, should we just bugger off on board now? <laughs> Solve this for a game of soldiers. Well, they make a whole cliffhanger out of it in Great Show in the Galaxy. Are we going in or aren't we? You know? <laughs> it should be like, no, nah, let's, nah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That next one week, part next on week, songs of praise. <laughs> that one part Doctor Who story was amazing. What <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who stories? Like? Yeah. yeah. Shall we visit the leisure hive? No. I also feel they are trying to do some sort of Nazi Cyberman parallel, but I don't think it's coming off. We are the Supermen, you are the Giants. <laughs> Oh dear. Why should we form an alliance with you? We had a leader once he put it like, yeah, can you remember in Mein Kampf where Hitler writes about the Cybermen? <laughs> I can't. As in they, oh. yeah, 1988, silver giants from the stars will come now. He was a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> they will come down in a very pedestrianly directed way. <laughs> Very pedestrian. <laughs> you insult us. See, look, they're taking it personally now. We accept. Destroy the woman and her son. In the extended version, there's a bit where they like it's all a bit of a double bluff and they want to convert um the Flores. And I think most of that's just sort of cut from. Oh, isn't he just wearing a pair of headphones though? Yes. <laughs> the cheapest conversion. He's ever. listening to the Wimbledon scores coming through. <laughs> Matt. Matt and Ralph has won the match. We are invincible to your weapons. <laughs> 
I love it in a minute. Here's uh, David Banks' live reading of when he goes, then where is the bow? <laughs> <laughs> He's a sarky cunt, I'll tell you. <laughs> Cyber leader. The Cyber leader's like the best 80s villain, isn't it? Just like... uh, yeah, one of, yeah. Oh, what about Davros? Oh, God. yeah, yeah, actually, yes, you're right. And, and to be fair, I like the Amy Master and the Rani. And one the of the, Rani. the best four villains, best four <laughs> recurring villains. One of the top ten villains of the 80s. <laughs> what about Sil and the Devil Seeds of Arador? Oh, <laughs> Talking of Sophie Aldred. I mean, so can you try and explain the backstory to me then, please? So wh why did he set the nemesis off into space? Um... Oh, okay. I th I think so that it could keep coming back every twenty five years and bugger things up. I I I think he was um trying to prevent it falling into the wrong hands or something, wasn't he? But what? And as a byproduct, it came down and wiped out Kennedy. Yeah, and and <laughs> like caused World War One and Two. So yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of an own goal, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure they thought through that bit of the script. It's like so you're just basically saying the Doctor accidentally caused like. World War Two and Hitler. Uh, yeah, let's skip over that bit. Everyone has an off day, you know. Yeah. Kevin Clark's like, God moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> I love it when she says they're carved in absolute evil. Not for nothing did I design my own tomb. <laughs> <laughs> I often say that. I bet you do. <laughs> Death is but a door. I always knew I cheated. <gasps> no! Out of he just bundles her out of the room, doesn't he? Yes. Drags her off. I, I like the way she calls him feeble, like she's Margaret Thatcher. Oh, that's right. So it feels like it's all coming to a head now because we feel like the three elements are together because yeah. we think he's got the bow. Yeah. Oh, and that... The, the statue twitching under like cobwebs and stuff. Is oh, that's and when it comes out of all the explosions and the special oh, effects yeah. over it. I, th I, th I think the statue is actually really sort of creepy and, and yeah. a bit, bit, it's just a bit odd, isn't it? It's eerie in a way that you don't get many eerie Doc 2 monsters, but it's like that, that blank, the sort of blank face there and the sort of dash of a mouth. It's, it's like... the same thing with like the autons and things like that, isn't it? Yeah. Like the facsimile of the face, rather. Yeah. I, 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 but but the like the hair and stuff just make it even weirder. And when it's like lit up and then just sort of floating around, it's just there's something actually reasonably effectively otherworldly about it. It's quite cool. And just the, how they did it as well. It's all lit up like that. I know oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> they're fapping fapping all night oh no i know a little bit about that you know she's mm. looking at she's looking at that sort of bubble hoping that the cyber war fleet will emerge Ooh. i don't think it says much about the pace though that the pair of them are just sitting there looking bored no looking at a lizard <laughs> they're shrouded Little spaceships. I thought that salamander was telling us that he was back from enemy of the world. My God, <laughs> him as well. <laughs> Although this this war fleet has never been mentioned before. I know it's it's like yeah, it's a bit. 
I'll tell you what it is, right? Is that this is done with such energy and humour and fun, but it does feel like someone's just written the script as they've gone along. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's do that. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, I'll throw in a cyber war fleet. That'd be great. But it kind of, it kind of has to be there for the next episode. Um because they're doing the whole the whole thing of like wiping out the Daleks, wiping out the Cybermen kind of thing. Oh, I have seen that plot somewhere before, you know. Maybe just a few weeks earlier. <laughs> yeah, again though, he does get that line reading brilliant. He goes, Saba warships. <laughs> they were invisible. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not invisible. <laughs> they were there the oh, whole time. See them. <laughs> there. The you can see them. Uh, okay, well now look, I'm gonna ask you another unfair question at the end of episode oh, two. Yeah, I like doing this to you. It's fun. Um, would okay, can you please give me because I know this is an era you love. What are your top three Sylvester McCoy stories? Um my top three McCoy would be It's not like tedious. My my favourite three are probably slightly different than the best three, but I think the best three are, are clearly going to be Remembrance, Survival, um, and I, I in the past I would have said the Curse of Fenric, but I really wasn't massively impressed by the TV version when I when I was watching it when I was doing the watch through. Curse of Fenric special edition is much better, so I would go Remembrance, Survival probably greatest show of the three best but my favorite is all the nemesis yeah that's a good answer and just for the record mine are and i'm not taking the piss time in the rani greatest show in the galaxy and ghost light I just... so many good ones i mean it is it is genuinely one where you're spoiled for choice it's like you, you don't necessarily get that with i used to think there was one duffer a year i used to think it was dragonfire Silver Nemesis and Battlefield. Well, Dylan Reese has recently convinced me that Dragonfire is astonishing. You're doing a fantastic job with Silver Nemesis, and my other half turned me to Battlefield. So now I don't think there's a dud there. I I, I love Battlefield. Yes, um, I think I remember watching it at the time, but then they did the like 1992 repeats, and they did like Time Meddler and the Mind mm -hmm. Robber. And it was the McCoy that they picked for those repeats, and I really, really enjoyed it on the rewatch. Come on, Matt. Looks like we get the deck chair. I love Balfour. What's it? So, you married or what? What? <laughs> Do you know what? I'll cut it there. I'll cut it there. <laughs> <laughs>